Hey y'all, it's Amelia Rose and welcome to Say La Me. I hope you're doing great. I am currently recording this on Labor Day, which is kind of interesting. I was just, I've been doing like kind of a lot. I've been working a little bit today, but also relaxing a lot today. So it's a really good balance. So I got some work things done uh, so that I'm not feeling completely behind tomorrow. Uh, and so I was also helping my mom make some food for later on tonight. And it's around 5.30 today and I had just finished, you know, watching some YouTube videos, and I was like, what else do I do? You know, whatever. And then I was like, I have a whole podcast episode I need to record before tomorrow, so I should probably get on that. So anyway, yay, I'm glad I remembered. Uh, so yeah, I have been having so much fun this week with the podcast. Honestly, having Instagram now, if you didn't hear from last week's episode, I just got an Instagram for the podcast. It's at Me Podcast on Instagram. Go ahead and follow me on there. It's also in the show notes. But getting a getting an Instagram has been super fun because I've gotten to post so many behind the scenes clips of recording the podcast. And like right now I'm recording on my bed. It's kind of like a rainy, cozy day. And so I have my blanket and I just decided I'm recording on my bed today. And so then I just took a picture and did a cute caption on Instagram and posted it to my stories. And I just love moments like that. I love being able to post that stuff. So go ahead and follow me on there because I'm having a ton of fun with it. Actually, this weekend was kind of devoted to figuring out an Instagram schedule of posts and stuff, and at first I was like really getting really, um, what is the word, ambitious with my posting schedule. I was like, oh, to be successful on Instagram, you have to post like every day and stuff, and I was just like, I'm not going to be able to handle that right off the bat. I got to be realistic with myself, and so I was just like, fine. So I think I've decided firmly on three days a week and then that will give me some time to post things between there where it's not so because I have like different posts I want to post depending on the day like on Wednesdays when the episode comes out I'm gonna do a post about the episode and so stuff like that so I have three of those types of posts I have a goal of like a reel a week and all of that but I also have given myself a little bit of I guess leeway to kind of post on those off days to kind of post something if I have something to post. I'm not going to make myself post it, but also I will be able to if I want to. Anyway, that's all the Instagram stuff that you need to hear about, but suffice to say, I am extremely excited about having it back. Uh, this week, what has this week been? Okay, so on Friday, my coworkers and I had our last day at our old location at the office, so that was really nice. We're just moving out, doing all this stuff. Friday was actually a really fun day. After work, I went and got boba, which I love. Taro boba is my favorite. It's purple, and it's pretty, and it's delicious. So anyway, I got that. I usually get like 50% sweetness, so it's a little sweeter than like standard. It's really, really good. So that was kind of a nice celebratory thing, and I got it for free because I got a birthday coupon, and then it's lasted like an abnormally long time. Like, I think it expires in October, and I just went ahead and used it because that's kind of close to our previous location where, you know, our office, and I'm not going to be down there anymore since that's a different location, and it was our last day at the office, so I was just like, yeah, let's just get it now. So that was nice. I went shopping. I picked up my sister from work and then went shopping with her again. It was super fun. Uh, so tomorrow will be our first day in the new space. I'm so excited. A little nervous. I don't know why. We toured the co-working space we'll be working from this week on Thursday. It's really nice. It's got great natural light. It has a really cool vibe. I think it's going to be a really good place to work from for the next couple of months. But for some reason, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what to expect. 
I do know what to expect. I toured the space. Anyway, a little bit nervous about that, but very excited about it. I'm going to wear like one of my favorite outfits that I wear to work tomorrow <laughs> to make myself a little more like, yes, okay, come on. Uh, I am excited, but it's just change can be hard sometimes, but it's a very, very good change. Also this week that was super fun is I tried out a new coffee shop with one of my coworkers and it was so good. It was really, really good. And then I recommended it to my sisters and they went and they thought it was amazing. So yeah, that was super fun. I love trying new coffee shops and new places in general. Uh, this weekend was also super, super fun. Three day weekend, but we went to a football game on Saturday that I really enjoyed. It's on, you know, my home campus. It was weird, but it was also very cool to be there as an alum, just kind of being like, oh, I can come and then I don't have to like do homework the next day or like I don't have to think about the test I'm studying for because I'm not yay awesome so it was a good game we won yay fabulous and I just really like the game atmosphere although the one thing I remember there being pizza last year I wanted a piece of pizza I went and I looked at all the concession stands and there was no pizza <laughs> so I got nachos instead whatever what can you do but it was kind of like a first glimpse of fall. Also, our uh, the weather was not that great. It was just overcast and cloudy, but that kept it from being super, super hot. So it actually was a really good, nice time. I really like football in the fall, so I had a good time. And yesterday and today have just been kind of a little bit of work, a little bit of play, uh, mostly just working on Instagram strategy and just trying to figure out how to do this Instagram thing <laughs> because a year and a half break is kind of a long time and then it's like you come on and you're just like, wow, I got to relearn everything. So it's fun, but also just I want to put some thought into it. So Alright, I think that is pretty good for a weekly recap. Um, what are we doing this week? New office. Uh, well, new co-working space while we work on the new office. And then one of my co-workers and I are going to this exhibit on Tuesday? No, tomorrow's Tuesday. Oh my gosh. Labor Day is going to throw me off all week, y'all. Um, so if you're feeling that too, just don't worry about it. Uh, Wednesday. We're going on this uh, exhibit thing on Wednesday. It's a um, like a company or archives or something that we usually work with uh whenever we're sourcing old photos for the magazine and so they're having an exhibit so we're going just to make some contacts we're both new so we're gonna go make some contacts and you know do some stuff so uh just kind of meet people and kind of introduce ourselves and all that I don't know that's the point of going but who knows how it'll actually turn out what else is going on this week not much uh this weekend do I have any plans this might be okay it depends on if my office is doing a yard sale. <laughs> if they are, I'm working that. If they're not, I don't have no plans. So that'll be fun. That'll either be a free weekend or like a weekend of like, okay, yard sale stuff. So yeah, kind of a, a plain week with like a little bit of fun sprinkled in, a little bit of like unusual things. But anyway, let's get into today's episode. So despite not being a college student anymore, I have graduated. I'm all done. I'm probably not going back for my master's. So that's kind of what's going on. But despite that, I am going to do a college survival guide slash all my tips for being a college student because sometimes I feel like being post-grad, having gotten through, having gotten a job, doing fine in the post-grad world, in the workplace, all of that, I feel like that can be really affirming, I guess, to people who are listening to my advice. Uh, so I decided to do it and because I like to talk about college and give people advice. So I've written down a few things. They're not 
in order of importance or anything, but just things that I think are good. Some of them have to do with your academics. Some of them just have to do with your life while you're, you happen to be a college student. Some of them have to do with like the college experience and all of that. So if you're a college student right now, you're several weeks into classes and especially freshmen, it can be difficult to kind of figure out like what's going on and, you know, who your people are and all that. So, uh, I hope that you're listening and I hope that you really get some good tips and everything out of this episode. So let's jump in. My first and maybe an obvious thing, but people don't do this and I highly recommend my first tip is take notes. Seriously, guys, I have been in classes with so many people who have not taken notes and then they're scrambling at test time and they're like what do I do I don't remember anything I don't have anything to study or I've had other people who don't take notes they know I'm taking notes later on I can't tell you how many texts I've gotten from classmates who are like hey can you take a picture of your notes and send them to me and I'm just like are you kidding and so like I get it people don't want to do that during class but what what else are you gonna do during class you need to take notes. Honestly, scientifically, it has been proven that writing things down, not even typing them up on a laptop. I know that some people like typing things up on laptops to make it easier for themselves. And you know what? I'm not knocking that. If that's the way you like to do it, if that's the only way you're going to be able to take notes, do that. That's better than nothing. But writing out your notes, like actually physically writing them out in a notebook helps you be able to remember it because you've taken the time to write it. It's something about muscle memory that you can then recall in your brain. And also sometimes you can remember, okay, like I wrote this and like my pen ran out of ink. So now I'll always know why, you know, King whoever did this in this century just because of a little glitch with my pen, because for some reason it feels like that's a minute in my brain more. But I would highly encourage you take notes however you can however you're willing to but don't just not take notes so many classmates of mine come midterms were like oh gosh I'm so glad that I have you know this because if I like this grade in my class because if I if I just you know get by in the skin of my teeth on the final I'll be good and I'm like how how is that not stressing you out that would stress me out so much and then they would always be texting me for the notes and I was like you're not gonna read a picture of my notes. You're not. If you're flipping through a notebook, you might read it, but if you're looking at a picture of what I wrote, no, (laughs) that's not gonna happen. So, I highly recommend taking notes. I took them all throughout, you know, all four years. I, when I was a freshman, I distinctly remember going over my notes, and I was sitting in the hall at the music building with, um, a couple of classmates, and they were like, you know, juniors, seniors, whatever. Actually, in the music building, hardly anyone knew, like, what year they were. They're like, well, I have this many credits. And I was like, oh, this is not good for me. I don't, I want to be, like, a senior, you know. And so, anyway, they were sitting in the hall, and I was going over my notes, and they're like, oh, like, that's a lot of notes. Like, you take notes? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you're so organized. That'll go after freshman year. It didn't. It didn't because I didn't want it to because it helped me stay on track. It helped me pass my classes and good, good, good grades in most of my classes. So yeah, take notes. It really helps. It's amazing. And yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Do it. It honestly makes you feel like you're not wasting the class period just listening to a professor drone on and on. And it's great. My second tip is join the club even if it's your senior year. So 
Um, basically, this is my way of saying it's never too late to get involved. Uh, I, when I was a senior, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I actually joined my junior year, like, right at the very end, basically in April. And, you know, the semester ended in May. But I joined my student newspaper in April. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to be going into it senior year. I haven't been in this for four years. It just feels a little bit like, you know, it might just be like kind of like a senior year thing. And maybe I won't really get that much out of it. Little did I know that second semester senior year, I would be the editor-in-chief of my student newspaper, and I would get to write so many stories and just be super, super involved and kind of lead that club. And so you think, okay, like, gosh, you know, I didn't get involved in this freshman year or sophomore year, like... By the time students are sophomores, they're thinking, okay, well, you know, wherever I am now is wherever I'm going to be. If I didn't join the club, it's too late. If I didn't make this group of friends, it's too late. Like, basically, where I am now is where I'm going to be for the rest of my college experience. That's not very true. It's not true. You can still get so much joy, so much fun, so much, you know, if you're looking for networking opportunities, professional credits to list on your resume, you can still get that stuff the last two years, three years, one year in college. Like, you don't have to join the club right away. There's so much pressure being a freshman to do all the stuff that you're going to do throughout your college to start it all freshman year. And that is not the way I did my freshman year. That's not the way I did my college. I got involved in some things. I got uninvolved in some things. I tried some stuff out. I decided that some stuff wasn't for me. And it doesn't have to be, like, basically my whole friend group was based on my major, and I changed my major after freshman year. So I kind of had to start over, and I was like, gosh, I've, as far as my social life and, like, my friends and all that, I wasted an entire year. Like, I didn't remain friends with hardly any of the people. Not that I didn't like them. We were just in different situations, but I really didn't remain friends with a lot of the people who I was friends with in freshman year just because I was in a completely different major and all of a sudden the things that we had to relate to and the things we have in common, we didn't have in common anymore. So you don't have to do all the things your freshman year in order to have a great college experience. Join the club if you're interested in it. Get involved if you're interested in it. You don't always have to be like on the board of directors or the whatever it is for the club. You can just be a member and if you want to work your way up, feel free. Ask and just make your intentions known. Tell people, hey, I'm really interested in being a really like bigger part of this club. And chances are people love people who are involved. A lot of people, and this is no hate to anyone, but a lot of people in college are flaky and I'm not I'm not saying that the whole student body is flaky you know but there are some people who commit to everything so that they can get it on their resume and so they can't really be involved in anything honestly I feel like college is kind of a microcosm of the world and a lot of people in the world are not organized are not going to devote a lot of times to things and those people are rare unfortunately and so if you're one of those people and you really want to get involved I don't think anyone's really going to turn turn down someone who wants to get involved or who wants to be, you know, reliable. And if they do, that's their loss. So join the club. Doesn't matter what time it is, join it. If you want to, go ahead. And kind of going off that point, you don't have to join a club just because you go to a meeting. Um, you can go to a meeting just to see and you never have to go back. Honestly, that would be something that I would be so scared about. I didn't go to certain meetings for different clubs because I'm like, you know what? They're going to expect me to be like a part of the club now and what if I hate it? I feel like I can't go to just one meeting. You can. You really, really can, girl. You totally can and you should, you know. It might not be your cup of tea and that's fine. 
but you should go if you're interested. Never turn down an opportunity unless you just know for a fact, which how could you know, but if you know for a fact, it's absolutely not for you, so just do it if you're interested. Alrighty, number three is trust your gut. So this goes for your major, your friends, different groups you're involved in, the college you're at, you know, trust your gut and listen to yourself because I feel like a lot of times we're always like, no, I got to do this. I have to, I have to, you know, if, you know, what is the saying? Like no pain, no gain or no risk, no reward. All of those sayings of like nothing ventured, nothing gained, you know, we always try and use those. Well, not always, but some of the time we try and co-op those sayings and use it to say like, okay, you know, you got to stick with this group or you got to stick with this major or whatever, because you just got to work through it because that's what you wanted at some point well if it turns into something that you don't want or it never was really something you wanted at the beginning you just like the idea of it trust your gut and like for my major something that I a lot of things happened in my major that I was like no this is not what I want you know Uh, I was playing classical guitar that's totally fine I'm glad to have those skills but I was like there was so much emphasis on playing instruments classically. There was a ton of emphasis on band and choir, which is totally fine. Again, I joined choir. I absolutely loved choir. One of my favorite courses still, like, of college. I absolutely just totally loved it. Um, but there was a lot of emphasis on that. There was a lot of emphasis on just classical training. And again, I have nothing against classical training. I actually think it's the best way to be trained in your instrument as a musician. Classical training is amazing. And that's why I chose that in high school instead of what I really wanted to do was rock guitar. You know, um, that's why I chose that because I was like, I'd rather use some of my skills to play rock guitar than have to use all of my rock guitar skills and even some I don't know to play classical. I'd rather know more than know less. So that was fine and I knew that that was going to be something that my major, you know, had an emphasis on and I was a music business student and I knew that music business courses were not going to kick in until, um, later in my college. But my freshman year, there was just a lot of I just saw what my classmates wanted to do, and they wanted to be band directors, and they wanted to, you know, do all of that type of stuff, and that was nothing that I wanted to do. I did not want to be a music educator. A majority of the students in the department were music education students, which, again, that's totally fine. That just wasn't what I wanted to do, and I was just seeing different things, and a lot of courses seemed very difficult for a majority of the students, you know, there was always courses that like a majority of them really hated and a majority of them had really low grades in. And it's not that they weren't smart. They were smart people. And I was just like, wow, I don't, I don't want to risk having that type of thing come up and me not being able to get my scholarship. Again, I'm not doing anything that I'm interested in. So I could kind of see down the road, like, huh, this might not actually be what I want. Like, maybe but probably not and so I kind of trusted my gut because honestly there was no logical reason why I should have majored out of it besides that stuff but like as far as what I wanted throughout all of high school and even some of middle school it was always music and so I really listened to myself and I was like but this stuff like even though I want it this is not what I want this is not what I want you know I could be involved in the music industry without doing this and I don't want to do it and then turns out Apparently, I don't want to be in the music industry. And so, same with friends. You know, there were certain friends that, you know, I, like, I was going through a really tough time in college, um, freshman year, again, 
I was going through a tough time. I had changed my major. I was taking some hard classes and it was just, I, I was kind of feeling like a failure. And so I was complaining to one friend and she kind of like blew off my complaints. And meanwhile, a lot of what she did was complain to me and I was always a listening ear and I felt like she wasn't reciprocating. And so I listened to my gut, even though I was like this girl, like I feel like we're friends, but she's making me feel bad about complaining and I really feel like I need someone to listen to me and she's not it. And so I kind of backed off of the friendship and then eventually it fizzled out. And so that was kind of that. I I wasn't so desperate for friends, but coming into college, this is something that I was honestly scared for because I didn't have very many friends throughout high school. And even though I have a large family, lots of siblings, all of that, it kind of seemed that something I was fixated on, probably to an unhealthy degree, um, that I was fixated on throughout my childhood was like, I need friends. You know, I need to, I need people to choose me. I need to belong to someone other than the family that God gave me. (laughs) Um, And so that was kind of a little insecurity for me. I was like, you know, every show, every TV show I watch, every book I read, there's always, girls always have a friend group, you know, they always have just at least two friends, you know, one friend is good, but two friends, like, at least two friends, and for me, I just never found anyone who stuck, and I was just kind of like, great. So, coming into college, something that I was kind of scared about is I knew that this was kind of an insecurity in me, and I was so excited about getting friends in college, I was like, yes, there's going to be so many people. Of course, I'm going to get friends. It's going to be great. But honestly, in the back of my mind, I was like, what if I'm so desperate for friends? I like totally lose myself and I just like act desperate. One, like that's not fun. Um, And then two, what if I like lose myself and I like go against my morals just to belong? Like what if I'm like, I was scared because I totally wanted friends so badly at that point that I was just like, I don't know. Like, what if I do? Like, I'm scared. I don't want to, but Like, is that the only way I'm going to get friends? Like, and would I do it if that was the only way to get friends? And that kind of situation made me realize, yeah, I do have a bit of self-worth. I'm not going to, you know, have someone I call my best friend or whoever, um, kind of not, not listen to me, you know? And so I kind of trusted my gut. I was like, you know, nothing is going, nothing bad is going to happen if I'm not in this major or if I'm not friends with this person. Like, if I'm not feeling like it's a good thing and I'm logically, like, thinking it through and it's just not a good thing and I don't see a good path down the road, trust my gut, you know, and just make that decision. So, same with friend groups, majors, clubs, classes even, (laughs) you know, my my freshman, no, my senior year, sorry, I dropped a class because I was like, you know what, this class sounds like horrible and awful and I don't want to do it. It's not required for me to do and you know what, I'm switching out for another class because I deserve a senior year that is not just anxiety ridden and extremely stressful. So I did that for myself and I was like, I could see the road ahead and I was like, nope, I think I'm going to fail this class and I don't want to even attempt it and there's a time for attempting hard things and senior year for me, I didn't want to do that. So I didn't. So yeah, trust your gut. All right. My fourth tip is create a study schedule. So I view a study schedule kind of like a budget. And honestly, the only reason, not the only reason, because a study schedule really does help you academically. But for me, I, and if you're in college, you can kind of relate. You are kind of stressed all the time that you're not doing school, even if you don't need to study anymore you know? And so I kind of view a study schedule like a budget. So it gives you permission to spend your time doing other things once you've studied for the amount of time that you set aside. So kind of like money, like say I set $50 aside for clothes. I'm allowing myself 
that amount of money to spend on clothes. Same thing if you set aside an hour for studying. I know that that hour is supposed to be spent studying, so I'm going to spend it studying. But going back to the budget, say that I set aside $40 for a night out, and I'm kind of like, oh gosh, that's like, that's a little bit more than I would want to spend on a night out, whatever, I don't know. Um, But I set that money aside. I have the money and I know it's not going to take away from any of my other things that I'm budgeting for. Same thing if you set a Saturday aside for having a good weekend, having a good day, spending time with friends. If you set that time aside and you've already budgeted your time in an appropriate amount throughout the week for studying, you don't have to feel guilty spending that time with your friends. Just like if I can afford it and it's a good thing in my mind to spend $40 on a night out, I don't have to be guilty about it because it's not bankrupting me. It's not making me, you know, skimp on other things. It's balanced because all my other needs are being met and why can't I spend $40 on a night out if I have the money too and that's what I budget it for. So I hope that, I hope that made sense. That was kind of a long way around. Um, but yeah, it really helps you avoid the feeling of being anxious right before a test when you're doing fun things or not studying. I know I would love to take YouTube breaks, you know, on the Sunday before a Monday test. I would just like, you know, want to watch YouTube. And I, before I did a study schedule, it, I would, be anxious the whole time watching YouTube thinking I should be doing this, I should be doing this, why am I not doing this? And it's like, I've already studied for like two hours, why do I need to study more, you know, today if I know I've studied enough? So it's really good to kind of allot your time towards something so that way you're not like, oh, it's all up to me. Well, if I choose YouTube, that means I should be really choosing studying and I'm a bad person because I chose YouTube. But if you allot, okay, we're going to watch YouTube for 15 minutes, you allot that time, it is for YouTube. You don't feel guilty watching YouTube for 15 minutes because that's what that time's for. Anyway, I just think that that is a really good strategy. I used it, I think I started my junior year using that and my anxiety went down a lot um, as a result. So I highly recommend that. Also, budgeting. It's a good thing to be doing. (laughs) Alright, so my fifth tip is to stay close to your parents, and if you're not close to your parents, don't forget them. Try and be close to them, all of that, while you're in college. So, it's really easy to go to college and think, like, woo, I'm my own person, and I'm independent, and I'm just gonna, like, you know be it and I'm not a kid anymore and all that and so you kind of forget your parents or you kind of are just like mom and dad are camping my style they're like getting my way of having fun well you're gonna need your parents a lot like I know I've talked about this before but I credit my mom with helping me make that decision to change my major because I never would have done it on my own and look how my life would have turned out I wouldn't have my job I wouldn't have the GPA I had I probably wouldn't have the experiences I had it would be completely different and so being able to talk with my parents, having regular, like, check-ins, and not, like, anything too formal, but, you know, just making sure to tell them from time to time how I was feeling really helped them know what I was going through, know, you know, my successes and my failures and my happy moments, my sad moments, and all that. And your parents, honestly, I would say, if you have good parents, they want to be included in some way. They probably aren't going to be like helicopter parents, but they probably do want to be included in your experience. And, you know, it would be nice to include them. So I would just say stay close to your parents. Don't forget about them and don't just go off to college and be like, woo, it's my time and whatever. Like, I'm not going to call mom and dad. Like, no. Plus, after you graduate, your parents hopefully will still be there. And then it's like, wow, I haven't talked to you in four years. How do I 
interact with you now. So anyway, all right, my sixth tip is create a relationship with your professors. So we're always talking about like relationships between like classmates and clubs and sororities and fraternities and all that and like basically relationships with your fellow students. Well, we don't talk a lot about creating relationships with your professors, but that really honestly can change your life. I have had several good relationships with Well, I feel like I've had good relationships with all my professors, but I feel like I've had particularly good relationships with specific professors, and it's just a really good idea to do that. Like, I told two professors of mine when I was a sophomore, I think, um, or a junior. I don't remember. Actually, it was probably a junior. Um, I was starting to look for internships because I was like, yeah, I need more than one internship because my degree is a little more broad. I need to kind of like figure out what I want to do outside of school. So I need to figure out some internships. So I told two of my professors about my, you know, situation. I'm like, I want internships. Help me find them, (laughs) please. And thank you. Uh, And so both of them, one of them was the internship coordinator. Another one of them was just a professor who kind of knew, you know, my skills and all that. So when the internship coordinator professor sent an internship to that other professor, she sent it to me and then I ended up getting it. And it was my first internship at an international trade magazine. And I still absolutely love the people over there. So that really honestly changed my life with that internship and it was all because I decided okay I'm gonna go introduce myself hey I'm really excited to take your class like I'm excited about stuff that we're learning and I'm really looking forward to doing well and learning a lot it's really as easy as that and professors will know so much more than you will about what's going on in the industry what's going on in the department And it's just a really good idea to kind of leverage those relationships. Not that you don't want to just be a nice person for the sake of being a nice person. But, you know, it kind of is a symbiotic relationship. I do well in your class. I contribute to the conversation and discussion. That's a key of getting a professor to like you. Not that I use that, like, as a weapon or anything. But that's just, like, common sense, honestly. You can't ask a professor for help or expect them to vouch for you when you don't contribute to their class so just saying that but I know that going up to a professor and kind of introducing yourself and all that any kind of extra step stuff like that it can get kind of there can be an insecurity that people think oh you're a goody two-shoes you know you're not I don't know like you're just trying to like get favors or whatever well it's not being a goody two-shoes it is being you know prepared and just kind of like having common sense like this professor most likely has worked in the industry I want to go into let me make a good impression let me introduce myself and let me use that knowledge that a professor knows way more than me to help propel me so I just think this is really advisable and also their professor's relationships that you'll have with them that last years and it's so nice honestly um I just got an Instagram for my work and I have a couple professors following me on Instagram and it's not like you know a big deal or anything but it is kind of nice to be like wow they actually want to know what I'm doing after you know like post-grad you know after I graduate they still care and they still kind of want to know what's going on so it's just stuff like that like it can be a really good thing to have a professor be like, yeah, you're doing really well. Or like, hey, how did this go? Like, and I've had professors who have kind of cheered me on with like my internship stuff, for example. They're like, oh, I'm so happy. And I remember when I got my job at the magazine, I called my professor who was the faculty advisor at the student newspaper because I had told her all about like, okay, I'm interviewing at this company. I really want to go for this company. I don't know if they're going to hire me. I'm really like, whatever. She 
reached out to someone at the company I was interviewing with and was like, okay, do you know anything about, like, the job? Any specifics you could tell me? Anything, like, so I could get a better idea. She was super, super helpful. And so I ended up getting a job at the magazine that I really wanted a job at. And so I called her and I told her about it. And she was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I am so proud. And that's the one you wanted, right? And I was like, yeah. And so she was just like, oh, I'm so happy. And I was just like, wow, wow, this is a great relationship. I love this. So it is really gratifying and really worthwhile to try and invest in, you know, a relationship with a professor, especially one that you really enjoy and the one that you trust with, you know, being able to share your feelings, your career goals, all of that, because that can be hard to talk about, but it is definitely worth it and it's great. Also, if you're not even looking ahead at your career all that much, create a good relationship with, with professors because you honestly, <laughs> you never know what class you're going to struggle with. I struggle with music theory. We all know this if you've been listening for a while, but I had a great relationship with my freshman year music theory professor. He's still one of my favorites at my college and I had a great relationship with him. So I told him, hey, I am not a dumb bunny, honestly, even though it seems like I am. I'm not stupid. I really want to succeed and I am willing to put in the effort. Can you please help me? And he tutored me throughout the entire first semester and it got to a point where the next semester I didn't need his tutoring because I could kind of figure out, okay, the logic and logistics of music theory on my own, but I needed him that first semester and it was so nice and he was just so willing to help me. So, Anyway, it's very, very worth it to have a relationship with your professors. All right, my seventh tip is to think for yourself. This can be hard. It honestly can because college students, it, it can be hard whenever there's a stereotype because there's a stereotype for women. And so sometimes as a woman, I feel like I need to, you know, think a certain way. And like, even as a lifestyle podcaster, I'm like, oh, I need to like do this or do that. And sometimes the things that I'm interested in, like I love the aesthetic of them, but sometimes you just are kind of like, yeah, but I don't agree with like this or that or whatever. And so you're kind of like, uh, I don't want to like fall into that stereotype and accept that line of thinking because I don't support it, or it's not my line of thinking, or whatever, and same for college, you know, everyone thinks that college students think this, this, and this, all college students think this, all college students, blah, 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 they are just, you know, come from this type of background, they believe all of this, a lot of times they don't, and that can be difficult to kind of, like, not be a stereotypical college student in your line of thinking, but it is so important because this, again, is, like, back to the real world, um, not everyone in the real world thinks the same, and there are stereotypes in the real world, and they're not all true at all, and you still need to think for yourself, especially you need to think for yourself in the real world, because there are so many things being pushed at you, like, yeah, so you're a woman in your 20s, you must do this, this, and this, it's like, no, I don't, I actually don't, same with being a college student, you need to have your own opinions, have your own ideas, listen to other people, do listen to other people, you know, honestly, something that was very beneficial to me is we were choosing a new president for our university, I say that like our classmates were, no, the board of trustees was, but they had open forums for all three candidates, so I went to all three uh, forums, actually, I didn't, did I? No, I think I might have actually, yeah, I did, okay, I'm pretty sure I did, because, or at least I missed one, either I went, I know I went to two, but I can't quite remember the other one, but actually, I think I went to all three, because I 
A, I was covering it, um, I was covering the first one, and B, I wanted to be involved and wanted to know what these guys were like, um, and so I listened, and some of the questions that students were like, this is so important to the student body, I'm like, it's important to you and, like, your friend group, but, like, all my friend group does not care about that, um, and so it's just kind of interesting to hear, and I can hear people's arguments. I could hear what these three candidates thought was important for the school. Did I agree with it all the way? No, probably not. But it was interesting to think, okay, that's what you say is important. What's important to me, you know? And that's why, you know, I've been in organizations before where it's like, we at, you know, whatever, this organization, believe this. And I'm like, not everyone believes that. Especially if it's something that I believe. I'm like, one, if she doesn't believe it, I know he didn't believe it. So it's very, very important to get rid of the groupthink mentality uh, think for yourself, question things, and just try it and learn and think for yourself because it, it can be hard to be influenced. We're influenced by social media. We're influenced by our friends. We're influenced by what we're supposed to be as college students. Um, definitely think for yourself. Don't get drug along if you kind of are like, mm, maybe not. Or if you think like, yeah, this is right, question why you think it's right and, you know, really actually explore because everyone is into like respecting everyone's opinions, everyone's views, but they all kind of expect you to have the same views. That's why they say like, oh, we respect everybody. It's like, but if someone has a differing opinion, do you actually practice respecting them? Because I've had classes where they've been talking about certain topics and I know certain people in the room believe the thing that this professor is bashing. And I'm like, okay, but you always are like, I'm all for, like, you know, everyone having their own opinion, but I think this is wrong, and, like, this is horrible, and I'm like, okay, I don't really think that that's very accepting of you, but anyway, so college can be kind of a bubble. It can be, again, like I said, a microcosm, um, and everyone's kind of expected, like, okay, you're a college student, you're like this. Well, there are so many, so many different college students, so just think for yourself. Okay, so my last tip is remember that, quote, the college experience is what you make it. So you're always just thinking, like, I was talking about stereotypes. Stereotypes for girls in their 20s who are going to college. A lot of girls are expected, like, of course you're going to join a sorority, right? No, I didn't do that, and that was fine by me. It's actually probably, I ended up, no hate to sororities. Honestly, I saw a lot of uh, sorority girls walking around campus, uh, on Saturday when we went to the football game, and I was like, I wish I could go back to college, like, I wish I had several lives to live, or, like, different versions where I could see what happened, and I wonder what would happen if I joined a sorority, you know, I just wonder, um, but no hate to sorority girls, but for me, I don't really know that that would be an atmosphere I would thrive in, who knows, but I kind of just, that was a decision I made, and that's a decision that I stuck with, so, there's a lot of fear over thinking you're not going to get the college experience. And I, in my low moments in college, I'd be like, oh, my college experience, like, it's just slipping away. I'm not having fun. I'm, oh, you know, whatever. Um, well, college experience isn't necessarily, like, the stereotypical one that you see just portrayed in, like, a bunch of media and all that. It is not necessarily the college experience that is the most realistic um, or any of that. So, just it's what you make of it if you want a fabulous experience that is not like anything you've seen regarding the college experience go ahead and do that do that just it doesn't matter it just matters that you're trying your best and that you are putting in the effort to have the type of experience that you want because honestly 
you know, I thought I'd leave college with like a million girlfriends and blah, blah, blah. I don't have a million girlfriends from college and that's totally okay, you know? And if you leave college, um, I personally think that my college experience is great. It might not be stereotypical because again, I don't have a million girlfriends, but I really enjoyed it. But honestly, I'm thriving post-grad. And so if you leave college kind of feeling like, hmm, interesting. You know, I don't know how how well I did <laughs> at the college experience, you know, um, but you're thriving post-grad, that's fine, you know, it doesn't matter. College, everyone's like, it's the best four years. Honestly, I don't think that's true. College is a great four years. It's a unique four years. It's a four years that you'll probably never get back. You'll never be able to experience that same way again. However, it's not the best four years. So I just want that to motivate you. I don't want that to make you feel sad, like, well, what am I doing this for anyway, if you're in college? But there's so much pressure, and there does not need to be that much pressure. It's still your life. It's not like college is like this, your only life. Your life was before this. Your life continues after this, hopefully. (laughs) I don't know why I'm being so morbid. I'm like, hopefully your parents are still alive when you graduate, and hopefully, like, you know, (laughs) you'll live past graduation. I don't know why I'm saying that, but you know, um, it's just, it's not supposed to be so pressurized, and it's okay. Some days you're gonna struggle. It won't feel like you're living the dream, and that's okay, because that's life, and that's fine. It happened in high school. happened in middle school. It will happen post-grad. It'll be fine. So anyway, those are my tips. I hope that you enjoyed. I hope you got something out of it. I hope that you got encouragement out of it. Good luck on your sophomore, freshman, junior, senior year. Uh, and if you're in postgrad, I hope you enjoyed this walk down memory lane. But yeah, I really hope you enjoy. I hope you have the best school year ever. I hope that you put these tips into practice. I am attaching a Q&A box to this episode on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, let me know what your best college tip is because I want to know. I want to share it with my audience. So yeah, let me know and I hope you enjoy. If you haven't already, go follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm posting the most and where I'm the most active. You can see behind the scenes looks at creating the podcast, just different fun things. And it's just a really fun place to be on my Instagram. Uh, yeah, I love you so much and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.